Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host, Holly, and hello, everyone out there in the hamster community. I'm super excited to be sitting in front of the mic for another episode for you guys, and I finally got the audio situated for this collaboration, so I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. It was super fun. I have on Kim from Aqua Marie Wang and Gang. So everybody give a warm welcome to Kim. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of, of course, the Hamster Podcast, the Happy Hamster Corner. And I am here with a hamster community member that I'm super excited to have on. I have Kim from Aqua Marie Wang and Gang. I love your username, by the way. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. From me and Aqua. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love to have you on. So I want to ask you a little bit about you your history with aqua do you want to tell us a little story behind how you got a hamster yeah definitely first of all thanks for having me of but course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me jump into it so originally my husband and i were like oh we're not ready for pets yet you know blah 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 we're working things like that and then mm-hmm. we actually went camping last fall at joshua tree it's a beautiful park, by the way, if you haven't been there. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't think I've been there. I feel like I've heard of it. Gorgeous, but... gorgeous desert. But yeah, so we went camping there and lo and behold, at night we saw a bunch of mice that were out and about and apparently one snuck in and went back with us to home. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. We, oh my gosh. Like my husband opened the trunk and was like, oh my God, dude, there's a mouse in our car. <laughs> And oh I thought my was, gosh. I thought he was playing a joke, but it wasn't. And he was a cute, <laughs> he was a cute little thing. Oh. And so we honestly had no idea what to do. We called the park rangers and we're talking to them and they're basically like, okay, you know, ideally the best thing is to take him back as soon as you can and drop him off more or less right where you found him so he can find his way back. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> that was easier said than done. I had no experience with rodents at all ever. They're apparently really agile. That tip online about putting a trash can in there and having them jump in and not being able to jump out, not true. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh. Yeah, so. Huh, food... I don't know too much about mice at all, but I would be freaking out in your scenario there. <laughs> right, and so we um, ended up ordering like a humane trap online because we couldn't find any local. Mm-hmm. And we set a trap. 
we caught the poor thing. He's so cute. We named him Jumbo because that was the campsite that we stayed at. (laughs) So he was temporarily housed in like a cage for the next day. And then it was the weekend. And so I drove back and dropped him off at the campsite at dawn and stuff. So he could like find his way back home and find some shelter. So that was an adventure in itself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. But from there, even though we only had you know, the little guy for like literally a day or so in our apartment. And we were trying to avoid like a lot of contact with him so he wouldn't get used to us. We kind of grew really fond of having him and he was kind of like our little friend that visited. And so from there, we, we decided like, okay, I think it's time for a pet and we just need to decide what. And so we did a bunch of research on kind of like, you know, what pet fit our lifestyle because we wanted a pet that we would be able to care for and, you know, not feel guilty or, you know, vice versa, things like that. And so we stumbled upon the hamster world and we decided that hamsters were a good fit. So we eventually adopted her from the SPCLA, SPCALA. There we go. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. How ironic, like, this little mouse that just got randomly hopped inside your car mm-hmm. and then the chain reaction of you guys getting a hamster that's so cool thank you thank you so much for sharing that that was oh. awesome <laughs> what an interesting story it's so random honestly <laughs> yeah but hey there's nothing wrong with that for sure <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was kind of my story with getting a hamster too it was a little bit random oh but I mean, they're a good pet for the type of lifestyle that I have. So, and they're just so adorable too. (laughs) Agree. (laughs) But I'm glad Jumbo got back and hopefully found his way home. Poor little thing. I know. We're choosing to believe it. You know, he like dashed off under to some bushes and stuff. So hopefully he's living the life. (laughs) Aww. Well, I do appreciate you telling that story for sure. So Aqua is your first hamster, correct? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind telling me your journey? Because, you know, looking at your Instagram and everything, you're very like adopt, don't shop, proper care. Typically Mm -hmm. for a new hamster owner, they don't know about proper care. Mm -hmm. So do you mind telling me a little bit about how you came to learn about proper care and the hamster community and all of that? Yeah, of course. That in itself has also been a journey, a really rewarding one, honestly. So when we had decided, okay, like a hamster would be a good fit and, you know, we would be hopefully good parents for the hamster. I kind of did some research online about, you know, hamster care and things like that. And honestly, I feel like when you do searches online, they really don't give you what I believe would be considered proper hamster care. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, as I'm sure you know. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, so they were recommending like cage sizes that are much smaller than the one she has you know, the food and all that kind of stuff. And so I did my best. I didn't really know too much about it. We were, my husband and I were a little intimidated by like aquarium, like tanks, because we had never really had one before. And so we started off actually with like a, about, I I forgot the name of the cage, but it's like about a 610 square inch 
bard cage. And it was literally like the biggest thing that we could find that had small enough bars. And so, oh, yeah. so we got that one and, you know, we filled it up as much as we could. I think that thing goes up to like six or seven inches of bedding. And so yeah. you know, we adopted her from Southern California. So we like journeyed with her back in like a little carrier and so she was fine. We like moved her in and she seemed okay. But we, you know, after like, I would say like after a week or so, we did notice her kind of like start to monkey bar a little bit and like kind of climb. A lot of times when we were present, she would climb. And so we were yeah. like, oh my God, she's going to hurt herself. Like, you know, I'm not sure <laughs> exactly what to do. And so thankfully, maybe about a week before we officially got and adopted her, I was happening to be on Instagram, like my own personal account, and I stumbled across like a couple different accounts that have excellent and awesome hamster care. Okay, I don't know how to say their names. I'm going to absolutely butcher it. Honestly. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I butchered several on here. Right. So I apologize in advance if whoever you are is listening. But the first account I stumbled across was Plushropy. I, I don't know how to say the name. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I if you send them over to me, I'll put them in the in the show notes and shout them ah. out too on Instagram. So for the episode. Okay, perfect. So yeah, she was the first account that I found. And then soon after I found I think one of her friends also hamster solutions. And they had just so much information available there. And I know Plushopi and both hamster solutions, I think follow like German standard care. And so they have a lot of info posts and like pictures of their terrariums and their enclosures were just absolutely beautiful. And so from there, I kind of just stumbled along and kind of just like found other accounts and read their info posts. Um, I found like Victoria Rachel on YouTube. And so I was kind of like watching and looking at a couple different things during this time, like right before we adopted her and then right when we got her. Yeah. And so, you know, after about a week or so in when she started like feeling like she was a little wrecked we decided to open up her cage altogether. Like we took out the bars altogether and mm -hmm. we pretty much set it in the middle of her playpen <laughs> and then had like bridges coming down so that she could like be in there and then be in her playpen all the time. Oh, that's um, such a cool idea. Thank you. So yeah, that helped. That definitely helped. And it seemed like she was pretty comfortable from there. But then I was not satisfied because now I discovered this whole world <laughs> of like really awesome and excellent hamster care and like hamster owners and moms and dads that like really cared about their babies. And so I kind of dove into it. And then about a month in, my husband and I decided like, you know what, let's do it. We're going to figure out this whole like enclosure with like the tank so we could fill up the bedding and figure out all the platforms and, you know, all that different stuff. And so over the next couple months, we kind of did our research, you know, reached out to a couple different accounts and did some research online. And it was such a learning experience. I, for one, have no experience with power tools before this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so everything was a learning experience. We bought the yeah. wood. We literally like shopped for like appropriate thickness glass off of like Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And we literally like built her terrarium tank. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did you build the terrarium tank? Again, this was with some of Plushopi's help, but 
we essentially found the appropriate thickness and we used like aquarium safe silicone sealant and we put it together and then from there we like spent a lot of time that's probably where most of the time spent was like getting all the wood and figuring out how to like build her a lid and like build the ramp that she uses to like go down into her playpen because I wanted mm-hmm. all of it <laughs> I just I wanted everything for her and so over the next couple months that's what we did and so we officially moved her in I believe the first weekend of March and we've been so happy with it ever since we love watching her explore she comes out multiple times during the day particularly during the evening you know like foraging climbing things, mm-hmm. digging. She's got like a few different digging bowls and stuff, substrate bowls, like down in her playpen too. Yeah. A lot of times I'll walk in my room and like I'm about to walk out and out of the corner. I just see her poking out of there like, hey, hey, I'm here. Give me snacks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a crazy journey. Like completely building it on your own that's like the ultimate DIY enclosure that's so so cool thank you like if you look closely it's definitely like someone who's learning (laughs) but you know I'm happy with it it works and she likes it (laughs) no and I totally get where you're coming from with like you always want more Mm -hmm. because you just (laughs) I feel like that's part of being a part of this community that I feel Mm -hmm. like isn't really talked about that much Mm -hmm. is that you are always just striving for more Mm -hmm. and striving for the best care possible but it's Mm -hmm. almost like you can't reach it because you just always want to upgrade things so yeah (laughs) I definitely understand where you're coming from because I was like that with Petra the same Mm -hmm. thing and then now with Linka I'm like doing the same thing and I got her a detoff which I wanted originally to get for Petra but I didn't uh have the means to Mm mm-hmm but I did just upgrade her bin enclosure that I had. And same thing. Now I have the detail for Linka. Mm-hmm. And I want something more. Like I right. want something bigger <laughs> for her. And I'm constantly thinking of like, do I need to do like a DIY situation? Like, because I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out like what is the best type to have. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to just like DIY it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's crazy. And all of the work that you put into that, that is super cool. And I like how you said you put it in with her playpen so she can go in and out as she pleases. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't always feel like she's trapped in her. I mean, not that like hamsters feel like they're trapped, but, Mm -hmm. you know, she has that ability to escape safely. Yeah. And you know, that's actually one of the things when we first adopted her, we did have the playpen, but it was separate. And so, you know, we would like kind of take her out and then, you know, have her hang out for a little while and then bring her back in. Mm -hmm. And at first we didn't really realize it, but we eventually realized because she was like, you know, just kind of climbing in and sleeping and stuff. We're like, oh my God, I think we're really stressing her out, even though she seems very familiar with us and, you know, generally very comfortable. But I Mm -hmm. think just taking her into a new spot was for, for for her at least was stressing her out and so it worked out that we kind of just like you know what we'll just put all of it together 
Yeah, I mean, I love that. That's such a cool idea, especially with the hamster that doesn't really enjoy coming out in free roaming in a separate space. Because mm-hmm. I've heard that too with other people who have had issues with their hamster not liking free roaming. There was somebody, mm-hmm. but I had them on this podcast and they were saying one of their hamsters didn't like free roaming. Mm-hmm. They would take her out and she would just go to the nearest corner and just hang out. So I'm like, I wonder if that would actually work for that hamster if she had the situation that your hamster has. Yeah, and that's exactly what she did too. She would basically like either climb into like a hide somewhere and sleep or kind of just like go in a corner and hang out and so it took us a little while but we're like oh I think she's stressed not sleepy yeah Mm -hmm. huh that okay that's really interesting (laughs) sorry (laughs) that was a little tangent off the side but oh no I'm glad we're having this discussion this is great information okay yeah see oh go ahead (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I was just saying like I've honestly learned so much from the online community particularly Instagram just because there's so many accounts and like visually you can like see a lot of like examples of excellent care and everyone on there is just so friendly, so sweet, and so helpful. Like, you know, they want you to be able to provide better care for your hamsters. And so everyone's so willing to like answer questions and things like that. Yeah. I originally like wasn't planning on making like an account for Aqua, but then I ended up making an account because one, I was like, oh, I can kind of like interact a little bit better with all these really sweet people that are online. And then secondly, like, even though I don't feel like I have enough knowledge yet per se to like, you know, do info posts and things like that, I can at least kind of like, you know, one more extra account showing proper care and things like that is just, you know, that much more of an influence, even if it's in some littler form. But if it helps at all to like encourage anyone to like, you know, take the plunge and go for it, then, you know, that would make me so happy. Yeah, of course. And like, that's something that I absolutely love too about this community is that reaching out and talking to different people, you learn different things that you wouldn't have thought to try for yourself. Like even just in this conversation that you and I have had for the last 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. I've learned several things that I'm like, oh my gosh, that is such a cool idea. And if I hadn't Mm -hmm. had this conversation with you, I wouldn't have known. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the cool things about being a part of this community. And like you said, everybody is so nice and like so friendly and helpful. Like if you have a question, you are able to ask that and not get backlash or things Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm so incredibly sorry for anybody who has had that experience. Mm -hmm. If you have, I have several accounts that I could tell you to reach out to that will be nice and, you know, helpful and understanding and not criticize your care and just try to help you help your pet. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, you know, like you said, I'm really enjoying just kind of hearing and talking and swapping ideas and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I wanted to give this community a different platform to Mm -hmm. talk and discuss and share ideas, tips, stories, good times, bad times, things that happen that they don't always post. Mm-hmm. And for people, you know, that don't have an Instagram account and aren't really a part of this community, they can still be a part of it without being a part of it, if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, do you have any stories that you want to share about Aqua? Well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, generally, she's a feisty little thing. <laughs> oh, she looks like she's feisty. <laughs> she's pretty feisty. She has a mind of her own. We don't particularly, like, personally, like, make efforts to tame her. But, you know, we will offer her, like, our hand, and she'll come on if she'd like to. Sometimes she'll crawl all over us if she's in the mood. And sometimes she's like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) But, for instance, when she wants to come onto your hand or, like, crawl all over you, she will have at it and immediately do it. You don't even have to, like, stick out your hand or anything. She's already, like, trying to climb on you. But then up. Other times, you know, like if she's on the lookout for food and you happen to stick your hand out, she's going to smell it and be like, there's nothing here. And she'll like nibble. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so purposeful the way she does it. She'll she'll, like sniff my hand, nibble it, and then like walk off and like look for other food. She's like, hello, you're supposed to have a treat here for me. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. That is so oh. cute. <laughs> and then there's this one time in particular. Yeah. Okay. So I have read like, you know, on other people's accounts, you know, those like, I don't remember what they're called. You know, those like little wicker balls or willow? like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're willow balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The willow balls. There you go. I read like some people are like, oh, you can like put like some treats in there and then you know they can some hamsters will enjoy kind of chewing at it and until they get to the treat yeah or they kind of roll it around and get until the treats come until out. the mm-hmm. treats fall yeah not her <laughs> <laughs> so I you know I put some treats in there I gave it to her in her enclosure and she like went up to it she sniffed it was like oh there's food in here she kind of like pushed it around and nibbled on it a little bit and then you could see it was suddenly just like a no and she like pushed it away and dropped it (laughs) and then she literally came over to me I stuck my hand out and she went over and bit it (laughs) oh my gosh she it was yeah oh my gosh I don't even know that girl (laughs) that is a feisty one right there oh my god very feisty she knows how to you know make her needs and her wants (laughs) known oh that is great (laughs) She uh, definitely got a treat after that. I was like, all right, you know what? That was really good communication. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to work for this. (laughs) Normally just give it to me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. See, every hamster has its own personality. It's so Mm -hmm. great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, feisty (laughs) ones are fun. Yeah, she's definitely a little fireball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she looks so sweet and innocent though on Instagram. Like you would just <laughs> you wouldn't know, but it's the sweet little ones that you have to worry about because mm-hmm. Petra was like that too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Size is just a size that doesn't say anything about personality. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Sometimes I feel like smaller hamsters or smaller animals try to make up for their size and personality. <laughs> oh. I know. Like, bless them. I had them my whole life. Chihuahuas, I would say, are an example. Exactly. No, I was thinking the same thing because we have a family dog. She's a dachshund chihuahua mix. Mm-hmm. And she's the feistiest little dog ever. Like, oh. such a princess. Mm-hmm. She will make it known <laughs> what she needs and wants for sure. And so, yeah. I mean, that was exact example. Same with the chihuahuas. It's like, they definitely want you to know for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add? Something that was really helpful for 
for me was something that I hadn't anticipated. And it's kind of a cute story, although stressful for her. When we first moved her into like her giant enclosure, like the home that she's in now, uh-huh. she was very stressed because she had been in her like, you know, her smaller but still fairly large-ish little enclosure. But while we had to move her in there, we actually had to put her into like a little transport carrier because yeah. we had to clear out the space, move some of the bedding, move all that stuff in. And so by the time we got her in there, she was like pretty stressed. We moved some of her like hoarded food over just so that she could feel familiar. Mm-hmm. She transported all of it or a very good chunk of it and put it in her wheel. I'm talking about like maybe two fistfuls of food like in her wheel. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the poor girl. And she would like, she put it all in there and then she tried to run on it. Oh my gosh, she does the Petra phenomenon. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh Oh my gosh. But in her case, like it was just way too much food and she like, she couldn't even budge the wheel. And so we were like, oh my God, I like, I don't know what to do. Like, do we move it? Would that stress her out if we moved it or do we leave it? But now she can't run. And so we actually ended up asking online and I reached out to you know the first couple that I was talking to first like hamster solutions and push and they ended up giving mm-hmm. me very good advice saying like you know if it looks like she's a little stressed and can't run like just move it right outside her wheel and so yeah we, we waited until she was like gone like asleep or something and moved it all out and then she just wakes up later and just runs on it and acts like nothing happened <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah she's like I don't know what you guys are talking about everything's normal <laughs> right. nothing was wrong but yeah so oh, I that's so interesting right and it's just one of you know one of those like subtle things like we read so many like info posts about like things to do things with bedding and then like something random like that happens that you don't really predict and you're like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah no you definitely then that's like why it's good to have different resources mm-hmm. those accounts that you can reach out to for sure mm-hmm. with just tips and tricks of like hey what would you recommend Mm -hmm. yeah it's been awesome talking with you and even though you're still like new to this community you Mm -hmm. have honestly taught me and I'm sure you're going to teach tons of other people listening tips that you don't even think that you would know Mm -hmm. so that's just the beauty of this community we're always learning always growing I know I say this all the time on the podcast people are probably so annoyed at me (laughs) saying it but it's it's true. true it's so true yeah exactly it's so true and you're always learning always growing always striving for the best care mm-hmm. and if you're not uh, I'm sorry for you right. <laughs> and what are you doing <laughs> and what are you doing Just <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah this has been super fun but yeah I'm always here and I'm definitely always gonna be listening now so <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And that means a lot to you. And you're not the first person to tell me that, that they're not a podcast listener, but they listen to my podcast, Oh, uh-huh. which is really cool. I'm like, what is different about my podcast for other podcasts? It's just yeah. interesting. I just There's literally, I literally the only <laughs> one I listen to, <laughs> which is really, it's really strange. I'm like, huh? It seems like most people are like that. So or at least a few that have told me that. So mm-hmm. it makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You're doing this. What you're doing is so awesome. And all the hamsters, you know, now and going forward, they'll be hopefully getting better care and all, more knowledge to their owners and stuff. Of course. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I did it too is just, I'm like, if I could help even just one account or two accounts 
upgrade their care or learn something about proper hamster care or put them in contact with another account that will teach them something different that's good for their hamster or helpful for their hamster, Mm -hmm. then it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. But (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to come on with me and chat and tell some awesome stories about your little aqua. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) she's our our little baby (laughs) even when we like when we travel and stuff like go places we actually have masks with her face on it oh so then like we'll like take a selfie if we go somewhere and it's kind of like she's traveling with us (laughs) oh that's so cute I love it (laughs) oh thanks so yeah she's definitely our little baby (laughs) oh I yeah I can see why. She is so cute. Thank you. I absolutely love it. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you again for coming on. I honestly, truly appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, please keep this going. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I put out new episodes every Friday, so... All right, so I hope you guys all enjoyed that collaboration with Kim from Aqua Marie Wing and Gang. That was a super fun conversation, and thank you again for coming on and taking the time to chat with me. So that brings me in to Holly's hamster tip of the week. This week is. You thought I wasn't going to do the drum roll, but here we go. If you can't buy it or find it for your hamster, try DIYing it. Kim from Aqua Marie Wing and Gang has a little bit to do with this Holly's Hamster Tip of the Week just because they made what was one of the coolest DIY enclosures I've seen on Instagram. I know lots of people DIY enclosures just because they can't seem to find one that fits the needs for their hamster, but this could go for other aspects of hamster board and breakers or hides, things like that, but always research first before you attempt to DIY something for your hamster's enclosure. All right, so this week I don't have a write-in for this week's episode, but they will continue next week. So if you want to be featured on this podcast, go ahead and shoot me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys and I love sharing your tips and tricks on this podcast and spreading the word about proper hamster care. So if you have something that you want to share, send in a write-in for me to share on this podcast. Also, if you want to come on the podcast with me, you're more than welcome to do that. Just go ahead and send me a message as well. If you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend, like it, subscribe, rate, review, all of that jazz. And also, I have the Happy Hamster Corner water bottles and mugs for sale. So if you would like one of those, go ahead and send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. You guys are awesome out there in the hamster community. I will see you guys next week for another episode and I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a great weekend. But first and
And of course, as always, oh, you have a happy one, guys. <laughs>